Hey, fellow mathematicians, welcome to the podcast where math is figure outable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And you found a place where math is not about memorizing and mimicking, where you're waiting to be told or shown what to do, but it's about making sense of problems, noticing patterns, and reasoning using mathematical relationships. We can mentor students to think and reason like mathematicians did when they were young students. Not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching mathematics, but rotely repeating steps actually keep students from being the mathematicians they can be. Hello, how are you doing? Um, how am I doing? You know, I'm doing pretty pretty well, pretty well. Lot, we have lots going on right now. Would you agree with that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> lots lot, of things. A lot happening, but we're having fun. We're having yeah, fun with it, and we are excited about um, the work that we're doing. We love the work we do. Yeah, we do. How are uh, you? It's I funny that say. you say that. I'm, yeah. I'm good. It's funny okay. you say that because I found a review for us. Oh, and it nice. Kind of, and it kind of actually uh, mentions some of the work we do. So I'm going to dive in because it's, kind of, it's a little bit long. Okay. All right. Go. Um, so Beach Bum 2010, I like it, <laughs> says, I, I simply cannot find the words to describe how I have changed as a mathematician since beginning to follow Pam and her work. Hmm. I am about to begin year 33 as a K-6 educator. Woo! The- clap, yeah. clap, 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 clap. Over the past three years, I have listened to every podcast, some several times. I've participated in every challenge, I think. I have immersed myself in the DMR twice and have done two other deep dive workshops. I am currently working on funding to become a journey leader so that I can help my colleagues know better so they can do better. Love that. Doing math with the confidence I now have is so much fun as well as addictive. Do yourself a favor and join the Math is Figure Outable movement. You will not be sorry. Look at that endorsement. Wow. That is, that is wonderful. Thank you so much, Beach Bum 2010. Yeah, I wonder who you are. Send me an email. Yeah, like tell Kim who you are. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, some uh, wonderful things that you can join in. We run mm-hmm. challenges at least three times a year. Um, mm-hmm. have the Developing Mathematical Reasoning Workshop, that's the DMR. Uh, it's still free out there mm-hmm. that you can um, take. We have deep dive content workshops mm-hmm. um, and then our journey program. Uh, Kim, we're having a lot of fun. Oh, that's, that's my favorite. That is, yeah, yeah. And you do an excellent job in there. And we do some really, really cool things in Journey. And then we have leader support in our Journey Leader Program. So if you're a coach, a leader, um, anybody out there who um, leads mathematics uh, teaching in any way, check out our Journey Leader Program. And we're so glad, Beach Bum 2010, that you're in there. Love it. Or that you're getting in there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make it work. Uh, Okay, Okay, cool. Let's let's dive in. We have lots lots to say. I feel like our our episode last week was a little long, but- It was a little long. It's fine. If, If they hate it, they can turn it off. We'll just keep talking. <laughs> okay. So last week we did chat kind of big picture, major things to know, major things to consider when working with integers kind of in general. So today let's dive in and get specific to the work of operations with integers, which I think a lot of people will love. So let's chat about integer addition today. Yeah. Integers, negative, positive numbers. Let's really think about how, mm-hmm. how we can operate I told a little bit last uh, in the last episode about uh, how I was working with a just it was kind of a random group of kids that I grabbed and I was just like, hey, hey, based on the work that you've done with whole numbers, just kind of tell me how you're thinking about it. And mm-hmm. because they had already just been reasoning about whole number addition and subtraction, they just continued to reason yeah. about adi- uh, integer addition and subtraction. And I thought it was 
fantastic. I've done a lot of work since then to make sure that it works for all kids and that mm -hmm. it, it makes sense, you know, mathematically and everything. That was just kind of my early let's experiment. Um, I've done that a lot, Kim. A lot of the work that we have put out in the Mathis Figuratable Movement is stuff that I bumped into, ran into, tried anecdotally, and then did the, let me make sure that mathematically this is true and, you know, did all the reading and everything to make sure that it would fit and then continue yeah. to experiment. Um, let's do that today. I'm going to actually do kind of a string that I did with, uh, that I did and do with people to get at integer addition. So, yeah. um, Kim, do you have any idea the elevation that we are at oh. here? We're no. south of Austin. <laughs> I have no, no idea. So uh, I it's four hours to the beach. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how when how when you climb to get okay there. when you run cap to coast. So cap to coast oh, is yeah. Austin, Austin to the yep. coast, the Gulf Coast. No well, let's ask you: When you run it, do you run uphill or downhill? Is it flat? Um, is it totally flat the whole time? Uh, no, and uh, you probably shouldn't ask me because I tend to like the hilly ones. I think it's. I think there's some uphill and downhill. So overall, I would assume it's downhill, but. Uh, because you, because we're like heading our, towards the beach. Because you're heading. Well, you should just assume. I don't. I mean, okay. I am, but I don't. I don't know. Are we? Well, yeah. we are. We are 425 feet above sea level. Yeah, here, I don't feel like it's. Yeah, I feel like we're pretty flat. No mountains here. Sorry. So when you run, you run a little downhill, but not. It's not like big downhills and stuff. No. Yeah. Okay. I know that our our scouts. Um, when my kids were in scouts, they did a canoe trip from here to the coast. Um, and so the water runs that yeah. way. So that's got to be downhill a little bit, mm -hmm, right? If the mm -hmm. water runs that direction. Okay. There's the geography for Pam oh, no. today. Geography is not my thing. <laughs> okay. So elevation, if we're talking about above and below sea level, could we picture ourselves on the coast? There's these, these hills, there's maybe there's sand dunes. Maybe there's like the, 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 the hill by the, you know, like there's, there's some, there's some above and below the kind of ocean level here. So we're on the beach and Kim, you decide to walk up the sand dune and it is a 25 foot tall sand dune. So that's where you're starting. You're 25 okay. feet above sea level. Mm -hmm. And then you saw a higher sand dune and you're like, Ooh, that's 34 more feet. So you started mm. at 25 feet. You walked up 34 feet. Where are you? I'm at 59 feet. Above sea level. Okay, yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. And I could represent that on a number line. And if I've drawn a number line on my paper, I'm actually going to throw zero kind of in the middle of my number line here. And then I'm going to go over to 25 to the right. And I'm going to make a jump of 34. And you said when you did that, you're at 59. I could have done a vertical number line. Uh, I don't know why, but I chose horizontal. I think you can do either. I think and you good. should do both. It's Sometimes. good to have both. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Good to have both. Okay. First problem. 25 plus 34 is 59. You don't have to think about that very hard on purpose. Next problem. You swam down and you're in this underwater sea cave that is 25 feet below the sea level. And in that sea cave, you can go up and down and everything. And you walked down and you, you're, you've you now walked down. That it says, hey, if you want to take this trail, it's going to go 34 feet further down. So you are adding a walk of 34 feet down. So I've now written on my paper, minus 25, negative 25 plus negative 34. What do you got? Um, I am at negative 59 How do you know? feet. I drew a vertical number line and I put negative 25, but then I went ahead and put zero also just to kind of like orient my head. Mm -hmm. And I just was at negative 25 and I jumped down negative 34. 
And that was negative 59. Yeah, nice. Let me tell you what my board would look like if I was doing this problem mm -hmm. string. So I have that first number line where I have zero kind of in the middle where we did 25 plus 34, where you started 25 and then you walked up 30, 34 more. Mm -hmm. And so that is the zeros in the middle. And then I have start at 25 on the right to the right of it, uh, jump 34 and end on 59. So I kind of have this jump of 34 over on the right from mm -hmm. 25 to 59. But then the second number line for the second problem, which was negative 25, starting at negative 25, and then walking down another 34, I have, this, I have a number line underneath it, but the zeros are lined up. Yeah. So the zeros are lined up where you can see, uh, yeah, they're lined up. And then I went the same distance back that I went forward 25. So the mm -hmm. 25s are the same distance away from zero, but the negative 25 is to the left of zero, where the yep. positive 25 is to the right. And then I'm jumping 34 back, kind of like you jumped down. I'm jumping 34 back and I'm landing at negative 59. So if you were to see my paper right now, I actually kind of have the same thing on two sides of the zero. Mm -hmm. I have the same jump of 34. One's going to the right because we were adding 34. And one's going to the left because we were going further down in the cave 34. Um, one's landing on positive 59. One's landing on negative 59. So there, there, I wish you could see my paper, but it's once one, one, that jump is to the right and the other one is to the left mm -hmm. and zero is kind of that constant kind of in the middle. Next problem. How about if you started in that sea cave, you're, you're down negative 25 feet, but this time you walk up in that sea cave and you walked up 34 feet. Where are you? Are you, are you still below? You know, because you started negative 25. Are you still below? Are you above the water? Are you like, where are you as far as the water level goes, sea level? Um, so I just went back to the number line that I had just done. And mm -hmm. I went back to the negative 25. And I know I was going up 34. So I went up 25 to get back to the zero that I had. So I moved up 25. I'm at zero. I haven't gone all 34 yet. So then I knew that I had nine more to go. And so then I went up a jump of nine uh, to land on nine. Because from zero, a jump of nine would land you on nine. Mm -hmm. Cool. So if you started 25 feet below and you walked up 34 feet, you're telling me you're now above the sea level by nine feet or nine feet above sea level. Yes. Mm -hmm. Cool. So on my paper and what my board would look like if I was doing this with students is, again, I have these zeros lined up. So on that first problem, I kind of have this jump of 34 on the right. On the second problem, I have this jump of 34 back on the left. But on the third problem, this one we just did, like you, I started at the same negative 25. So the negative 25s are lined up. But this time, I'm kind of doing the jump of 34 to the right over zero, kind of like you mm -hmm. said. So mm -hmm. up 25 and then up nine more and landing on the nine. Okay, cool. Next problem. How about if I said, hey, you're above sea level. You're on that sand dune the 25 feet above sea level and you are, you don't really dive off a sand dune. You're not on a sand dune. You're on a cliff above the sea level. And this is cliff diving. And you mm -hmm. decide that you are going to dive. And how did we measure this? This might not have been my best context ever because you are going to dive 34 feet. And I'm kind of curious, where are you? If you dive 34 feet, are you above the sea level still like is this is this are we catching you mid dive and you haven't hit the water yet like, where are you i'm hitting the water so when i jumped 25 down then i was at zero 
but I hadn't completed the 30 because you feet. because you started at 25 right yeah start at 25 yeah. jump 25 down you're at zero okay mm-hmm. and then I still had nine more to go so one more jump of negative nine is at negative nine so on my paper I've got those number lines where all these zeros are lined up and all and the the positive there's a positive 25 on that first problem and so this last problem two places where you started 25 feet above sea level those 25s are lined up and this time I, I drew that back 25 to zero. And like you said, another nine is back at negative nine. So this one kind of looks different than all the other ones, except it, it also has a jump of 34. It also has a jump of 25 and nine. Whereas the problem mm-hmm. before it had a jump forward of 25 and nine. This one had a jump backwards of 25 and backwards nine. Interesting that we kind of have the same numbers that are kind of all falling through here. Uh, one more thing I'll say is that then I also have the equation for this problem where I wrote 25. You started at 25. And then I wrote plus negative 34 because I, I kind of said something about how then you decided to dive. So decided was like this positive thing. And then dive was like negative 34. I could have written minus 34. Um, you can have a conversation about whether you mean that you're removing 24, falling down, diving, or whether you decide to dive. That could be like add negative it's a little bit of word play there, but you can get kind of either equation out of that. So I've got 25 plus negative 34 equals, and you said you'd land nine feet below sea level. So negative nine. Okay. Yeah. So let me just kind of review a little bit how this um, problem string was a little different than the one we did last week. So the one we did in last episode was a lot of context all at once with a lot of different numbers, positive, negatives, all kind of floating around. And we're just really trying to get what the difference between positive and negative numbers and what's happening in this one. I'm much more interested to um, in in what the equations are looking like. I'm still staying in context. We're still really reasoning about what's happening, but I'm kind of focused a little bit more on what the equations look like and, and how they compare to the number lines and how the number lines compare to each other. So we're Mm -hmm. really kind of looking at what's the same and what's different. So at the end of this string, which y'all can't see because it's a podcast, if I was with students and we'd be looking at the board, we'd be looking for where are the 25 showing up? Where are the 34 showing up mm-hmm. and why? Like what's happening? Why do we keep seeing nine? Mm-hmm. Why do we keep seeing 34? Why do we see 59 and negative 59? What's happening here? So Kim, maybe I'll ask you a couple of those questions. Why do we see 59 and negative 59? Uh, because when you're adding the positive 25 and 34, then you have the positive 59. And when you're adding the negative 25 and the negative 20, uh, 34, then you have the negative 59. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Why did we see nine show up? Like, like for one problem, the answer was nine. For the other problem, the answer was negative nine. Like why nine? Uh, well, because the distance between 25 and 34 is nine. Yeah. Sure enough. So uh, it depends on if one of the numbers is negative. Um, like when you had negative 25 and you mm-hmm. increased 34, mm-hmm. then that gave you nine. Because you're kind of looking at the distance, the yeah. difference between those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So notice in this problem string, we kept the, num- the numbers very consistent so mm-hmm. that kids didn't really have to mess around with addition and subtraction. Mm-hmm. Once they had figured the 59, they could just use that in the next problem. 
once they'd found the difference of nine, they could just use that in the next problem. So we're not getting kind of hung up in diving into the relationships between the numbers. We're, we're like, all right, we got the relationships, but what's happening here? Where are right. we? Are we negative? Are we positive? Are we looking at what's in between them or not? Are we adding them together? Um, and so we can really kind of focus there. So that's just a different kind of structure of a problem string. Um, so we kind of relieve some of the cognitive load a little bit so we can focus on the part that we wanted to. Right. I would suggest you can do strings just like this with temperature. Mm-hmm. Sort of stay in temperature and have uh, the storm comes, the temperature drops. Um, it's a, there's a heat wave. Um, you walked into a sauna and the temperature rose. You started in the, where's the place where you'd start that's really cold? You started Alaska. outside and you, uh, Alaska, you started outside in Alaska and you walked into the house. Like there's, there's ways that you can kind of sort of play with um, temperature and different contexts. Also use debt, um, especially when you're with addition, you can add a debt. That makes sense. I can add a debt. So how much money do I have now? I start in debt and I earn money. I start in debt. I add more debt. It's a, f- a fine thing to do. And then again, you can use American football, where you're, but always, always, always from the line of scrimmage, not mm-hmm. from the zero line um, on the football field. Cool. All right. Um, actually, we talked a little bit, or we at least mentioned the teacher Facebook group last week, and mm-hmm. I decided to go in there and see what questions uh, had come up. And I, I answered them at the time, but I'm curious if you give your answer to a couple of the questions. I just yeah yeah because integers integers been a hot topic. People oh, have been goodness, asking always. questions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, All right, what do you got? Uh, so one of them was about the minus or subtract symbol versus the negative sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So <clears throat> it's a notation thing, mm-hmm. but it's also really connected to meaning, and it's tricky. Uh, I don't know, teachers, if you remember the first time that you looked at a problem that had a subtraction sign and a negative sign in it, and you're like, are those the same thing? Mm-hmm. Like, what does it mean? Are we subtracting 25? Or does does adding a negative 25, is that equivalent to subtracting 25? Mm-hmm. Does the negative sign, is it little and it kind of goes up? You know how you, you see sometimes typesetting where I'll, I'll write negative 34 with a little tiny negative in front of the 34, but sometimes we write it as the same symbol as the subtraction minus sign. Mm -hmm. So that can be super confusing. So what I usually do with students is do what we've just done in last episode and this episode where we are in context and I'm representing as they're thinking about it. And I will be um, incredibly inconsistent. Now, Mm -hmm. somebody just was like, no, In other words, sometimes I will write the negative 34 as a little tiny negative by the 34. And sometimes I will write it as a big minus in front of the 34. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll put parentheses around negative 34. So I might have written, um, I didn't today, interesting, but sometimes I will. I'll write 25 plus parentheses negative 34 in the parentheses Mm -hmm. so that you can kind of really tell that it's negative 34 and I'm not writing plus minus, I'm writing plus negative 34. Um, I think often that's when we put the negative up high and kind of small is when there's an operation in front of it. So if it's Mm -hmm. like plus negative 34, then we'll write the addition symbol and then we'll write that tiny little negative. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we don't. Sometimes we'll write plus minus 30, you know, the, the subtraction symbol 34. So I will, as students are reasoning about context, and we're not trying to get them good at operations, but we're really reasoning about the meaning of integers, I'll be super inconsistent so that kids kind of get used to uh, lots of different notation. 
Then as we start to get into operations, then I'll say, wait a minute, is this negative? Is this, does this, this symbol right here, does that mean minus? Does that mean plus? And we start to reason that it can mean both. And it depends on what you're thinking about. And, and we can bring both meanings to bear sometimes, especially when we're doing subtraction, we can, uh, that, that it can mean both. So I might have, uh, something like 25 minus 34. And I could say, is that 25 subtract 34? Is that 25 plus a negative 34? And how can we make sense of both of those? And that's actually a good place to be where we want students to sort of realize that we can think about subtraction as adding the negative number. Mm-hmm. 25 minus 34, we can think about as 24 plus negative 34. Uh, but so that's complicated. Part of it is notation where we just have to tell yeah. kids this is what we do. Part of it is let's actually work through kind of the meanings of both of those. Yeah. And the more we have kids wrestle with the meanings and think about things in context, then it doesn't just look like a symbol and they don't, they're not really sure what to do with it. Uh, here's how you know that you didn't uh, look at my questions ahead of time. The next <laughs> question I was going to ask you was, do you ever put parentheses around oh, look at that. Uh, negative numbers? I do, do you have you anything little... you want to add to that? You kind um, of mentioned it. So here's what kind of what I'll add is I'm sure there are some middle school teachers right now that are a little bit like steam is coming out of your head or what's that picture where you're like, wait, Pam, what? Because you're clear. Let me just give you the homage to say, I am with you that this is complicated for kids. And I'm going to guess that some of you out there right now are like, no, 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 Pam, we have to be super consistent or kids get really confused Mm -hmm. and mixed up to which I'm going to say they're going to reach this inconsistency. It's yeah. what even, about next year? Even if you don't do it, it's going to show up because we as a culture are not consistent. And because there is this ambiguity about, are we subtracting or are we adding a negative? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that because that uh, ambiguity exists, I would rather face it up front, mm-hmm. make sense of it, give students the space to grapple with it while I'm there as that, that more, that helpful other more knowledgeable other where I can see, ah, this is right on the edge of your zone of proximal development. Let me kind of uh, scaffold help for you to, to, to grapple here. So we really want kids to grapple. I know it is so much easier to just tell kids plus, plus, minus, minus, mm-hmm. or minus, minus, plus, plus. Like I just said the rule backwards. Like I, 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 it is so much easier to just give kids a rule. They do it. They're getting answers. Whoo. They're, they're less stressed. They're, they're, the, the anxiety level goes down the, um, uh, but <laughs> on but, the day that you tell them that, and then what about, five well, days to later? be clear as that, as that stress goes down and sort of the grappling goes down, the thinking goes down, mm. the reasoning goes down. So it's not about having guess what's in your kids, guess what's in your head. It's not about having them like figured out on their own. It's about giving them the space to grapple in contexts where you're helping them make sense of it, where you are there to help scaffold and, and not let it get to where it's unproductive struggle. And super, super important. I, I, I hear you clearly, middle school teachers, where you're like, that will take so much longer. Um, so much? Notice, notice we just built in a lot of uh, stuff that most textbooks don't do. Most textbooks have maybe a section where they're like, negative, positive numbers, done, bam, and then we move on. I'm really suggesting that you spend some time getting kids really to ground themselves in what negative and positive numbers mean. You do that using problem strings like we did in this episode, in the episode before, and in that space, they are now, they're making sense of it. I know that's harder. I know that takes longer. 
<laughs> but the, uh, the, the alternative is what we then see, which is mixed up, messed up, kids memorizing, kids mimicking, and they're not doing real math. So mm -hmm. do I want to get kids to where they can just look at integer um, operations and just sort of be fluent? Absolutely. But I want fluency with understanding, not because they are um, just mimicking rules and then mimicking them incorrectly, because let's be clear, that's going to happen all too often. Mm -hmm. uh, do we have time for one more question? Yeah, except let me just say, well, let me just say one more quick thing. Okay. Because you might be like, no, Pam, but I got kids that get it. They, and it, it, you know, they get the rules, they move on. So did I. I was the student that got the rule fast, applied it correctly every time, and I was robbed from real math. So don't rob the me's of the world either from really reasoning about what's happening. Um, I don't know. Do I? You tell me the tell me the question. I'll I'll, I'll see how deep oh, it is. Oh well, it's it's more it's maybe a topic. Uh, what are your thoughts on integer chips? Oh dear. Maybe, maybe we do it next week. Yeah, I think we better put that one off. Let's do that right. one next Sorry, week. Sorry, listeners. Listen <laughs> next week. Well, hey, listen next week, and we'll talk about integer chips. What are the pros and cons, and when to and not mm -hmm. to? All right, mm -hmm. cool. Bam. Thank All right. you. All right. Thank you for tuning in and teaching more and more real math. To find out more about the Math is Figure Outable movement, visit mathisfigureoutable.com. Let's keep spreading the word that math is figure outable. Hey, and chances are high, we'll also start it as your subtraction next week. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye.